You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Your boy, Evan Klosky, back back again and we appreciate it and we are the host of the locked on race podcast part of the locked on podcast network thank you for making us your very first listen every day be sure to check out and subscribe to our youtube channel at locked on rays as well as all the other podcasting platforms uh also we are taking those mailbag questions of yours voice memos preferred locked on rays at gmail.com we have Evan Klosky from WTSP Channel 10 back with us. And Ulysses, on yesterday's episode, we did our midseason review, and we figured we would just bundle up those topics and questions that we had and throw them to Evan. Is that right? Exactly. That's exactly Fair what enough. we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, first segment, Evan Superlatives. But before we get to that, boys, I think we should all give some snaps to two guys who are now going to be starting in the All-Star game, Randy Rosarena and Yandy Diaz. Good Wonderful. job, boys. And good job, you, Locked on Race listeners, for voting and making your voice heard and getting these two guys who deserve it into the game that's awesome so congratulations to yeah. both also congratulations to me because i got in contact with my russian plug created thousands of bots that's how we got the votes for randy and yandy yes. respectively so little uh uh claps for me as well but yeah i mean do we, do we all know who the only other raised players to ever start uh oh all-star game yeah. Are? yeah longo and cc there's one more as a positional player Pena. Nope. Strike one. Okay. Um, <laughs> curveball. Curveball right out of the gate to trivia. Wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, it, so only Dope position Chris. player. Not a, not a pitcher? No. So Price and McClanahan don't. Okay. They're out. Because they're not selected. Okay. By the What by the time frame? Can you give us that or is that too uh, Yeah. No. It's, I mean, fairly recent. Oh, I mean, uh, Corey Dickerson. 2017. DH. Yep. That's it. Wow. Now, they had three other players who were selected as starters and did not play. Do you know that? And if you don't, I'll just quickly go by it because I don't want to drag down the No, no, no. So. Quickly go by. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so it's Jose Canseco. Okay. Uh, it was Evan Longoria in 09. Obviously, he played in 10. Um, and then the other one is Wilson Ramos. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, that's great. And then they traded him to the Phillies for a, a bag of baseballs. Um, so, that, <laughs> so that's how fun. are those baseballs uh, panning out right now? I don't know, man. You tell me. Uh, okay, so let's get started with Evan Superlative. So we've gone through uh, a little bit more than half uh, of the season. Evan, what has been in 60 seconds or less? Give us your MVP of the first half. Well, um, it would have been a different answer maybe a few weeks ago, but my my MVP is going to be Yandy Diaz. I just think that his tone setting, the power, which I know has kind of vanished here in the past month, consistency, he's always been a spark plug for this offense, and um, he's having a career year and, are, you know, certainly easily the best first baseman in the league. You know, I think we all expected 
Randy Rosarena to take the step that he did. But Yandy came a little bit out of left field in a sense of bringing in that power element. And he's he's just he's, – he's been a steady rock for this team. I think the contract extension combined with focusing mainly on first base and being healthy uh, has all weighed in his favor. Really good choice. I picked Wander Franco again, MVP, not MVT, most valuable teammate. Um, and Ulysses picked Zach Eflin. So we went across the board on that one. Now, what about biggest surprise thus far? In so Eflin was on my list. I mean, we all, you know, Eflin's doing what he's doing, by the way. And it's not like he was a surefire thing to work out. And we all just said, Rays know what they're doing, and, and of course they know what they're doing. I mean, go look at his numbers before yeah. this season and go look at it now and tell me this isn't like, whoa. Um, but I'm going to – I'm not making him the winner because he did get the largest contract in Ray's free agent history, so there was a little bit of an expectation for him. I'm going Luke Rayleigh because this was a man who had to scratch and claw to get on the roster. I mean, there was a chance that he was going to be – pretty much booted off the 40 man uh, if it didn't work out and then bring up Manzardo as probably the heir apparent in that lefty power hitting first baseman slot. Um, and, and Luke Rayleigh proved and continues to prove that he is a consistent force in his lineup. And he was not the high-outed guy that Josh Lowe was. So even though Josh Lowe is also on that list, uh, what Luke Rayleigh is and has done this season to me is the biggest surprise very good choice he's definitely up on the leaderboard there um he was kind of always that uh why is he still on the 40 man why hasn't he been utilized yet um so him showing out and showing up has been really impressive ulysses and i both respectively chose isak Prede's just um I, I, I think we we're both on the same page of we didn't expect this type of production offensively and defensively uh, from him. He's really stay, uh, taken a big step forward. Uh, okay, biggest. Mine's, I guess, more underdog uh, role. My, that's true. a good, a really good one. Thank that you. Um, really before we, we move on to the next one, boys, I just, I can't believe I, I we've missed this. Or maybe I'm the only one that missed this. You know how many plate appearances Luke Rayleigh had before this year? Uh, across all of his MLB career, probably like a hundred, uh, one fifty. So Evan goes with one fifty. Kevin, you go with uh, one twenty. Okay, it's one forty-four. The issue with that is he's legally a rookie. Yeah, I mean, this is incredible. No, to more to more of Evan's point, like this is he's- a rookie. Yeah, I mean, he he is and he's not right. Like his 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 clock has already started from the days as a Dodger. Yeah, but, but yeah, this is pretty much his like rookie season. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. it's 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 incredible. So no, I think that's a really good option uh, for that. Okay, third one on the list is the one that we hate to do, but we have to do it. Biggest disappointment goes to. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a quick two parter. First one's going to be Brandon Lau. He did get injured again, so I do want to add that caveat. But before the injury, he probably still would have been my choice for biggest disappointment. Having said that, um, my other guy is Jason Adams. While his peripherals and while his stuff still looks good 
and I believe in him long term. The amount of blown saves and uh, the walks and just the grinding through these appearances, it, it has not been pretty. It, this season has not come easy for him. And what we saw last year and what we're seeing this year is just kind of night and day of a guy who made it look easy and a guy who is really grinding through most of his relief outings in a high leverage situation. 100%. He's uh, Mr. Blown Save this year. That's his new nickname. Um, really good choice or bad choice, however you want to look at it, deserving of that designation. Um, Ulysses, what did you go for disappointment? Brandon Lau, because I yeah. made a joke that he's still on the team. I totally forgot he was part of this organization. Well, just just to, again, just kind of saying what Evan said. Look, look you look at his uh, batting average, his worst ever. On-base percentage, worst ever. Ex-Woba, worst ever. Base running, Worst ever slugging, second worst ever, and WRC plus ninety nine. Worst ever. He's less than an average uh, ball player right now. So yeah, it was going to it was going to be him, but the fact that he's only played sixty percent of the games, yeah, you have to give it to him. Yeah, let's just hope that uh, the cold weather bug doesn't hit. I'd much rather see Pete Fairbanks in a high leverage situation than Jason Adam at this juncture. Um, my disappointment was the health or lack thereof of the starting rotation um a what could have been scenario and situation if we saw uh the amazing five all together and just seeing um springs and rasmussen out for the count so early on in the season was um disappointing yeah. to say the least uh okay signature moment evan what do you got first half of the season okay um you know your moments were both uh, very good. He, here's a, a sneaky one because I think it's obvious to go with them going, winning that 13th game to start the season, uh, the 13th in a row, is the Margot bunt in, mm. in the middle of that stretch or the back half of that stretch. Bunting with uh, two outs in that scenario shocked everybody, just the stones to do that move and really – for me, when he did that and it started the whole rally and that inning exploded kind of shortly thereafter, that was sort of the time where we're like, oh, boy, the vibes of this team, man, they, they're young, they're fresh, they're flying, they're exciting. All these things started started happening. So, um, you know, other other ones that stuck out to me, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to come of it, but that ninth inning comeback in Arizona really might be a huge turning point to stop a, an ugly period of time. Considering another key moment in in this season was that Kansas City loss, where you have the Wander Franco suspension, Shane McClanahan getting injured, and then Adam and Fairbanks both blowing that game to lose to the Royals at home to open that series, marking just the worst day of the year for them. So that's on the bad side of it. Um, a couple of other ones uh, was the White Sox comeback, Bethancourt and Brandon Lau hitting the walk-off, Brandon Lau getting to enjoy uh, his, his first walk-off homer ever of his life. Uh, a nice moment for him, depending on what happens in his future. Uh, it's nice for him to see that similarly to what KK did last year when he hit that walk-off. And, um, and then finally, the, the uh, Peacock game, the Dodgers game. That was <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the 11 to 10 shootout. Yeah. At 11 o'clock in the morning, one of the more exciting games 
of the Major League Baseball season, period. So those are just uh, a handful. But uh, for me, like that Margot bunt just is ingrained in my head this season. I love some bunt action. It is uh, it is awesome. And those were all superb moments that you brought forth, Evan. Uh, just going back on it from yesterday's show, Ulysses, it was win number 13 in a row to start the season for the Rays, correct? And then mine was uh, getting to Garrett Cole after the Rays were down 6 nothing, and eventually coming back in extra innings to get the dub. All right, uh, we have more to discuss with Evan. But first, we have to tell you something very important. That is this. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on a app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus when you win, you can get paid instantly. We always love that, right? Uh, there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel America's number one sports book. Sorry. I'm just thinking about Pete Rose with this entire life. <laughs> Pete Rose would be gobbling this up right now. I'm sorry. Um, back to the important stuff. Sign up today. <laughs> I lost it, fellas. Sorry. Come on now. Come on now. Get it together. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get 200 buckaroos. FanDuel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Pete Rose, get out of my head. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. What's also uh, in my head yeah. is Wander Franco. Why wouldn't that be in your head? Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, – Evan is finishing the manifesto on on Wander Franco right now as we're as we're talking. Look, Evan, we we spend like a whole episode on this. Evan Gotta... was actually typing up his referral. The Rays have asked Evan to type up any disciplinary measures to all and any Rays players. So well, I, I would love I would love to hear how what Evan would do as a teacher. Look, Evan, this is the picture. You have your guy that's 182, $183 million contract. He's not being the best teammate. You let it go on for a one month, two months, two and a half months, and you're like, okay, this is enough. We got to set him down. You bench him. He doesn't go for the first game. He leaves. The second game, he's in the dugout. Then he comes back. What does he do? Hollywood style? Boom. Home run, first at bat. Who's on the on-deck circle? is Randy Rosarena. Do they high-five each other? No, they do not. We know that there is some apparently bad blood that obviously, if he's not being the best teammate, according to Kevin Cash, there's obviously some feud in the clubhouse. What can you tell us about this situation that maybe the normal fan is not privy to? Um, okay, here first and foremost, let me say this. Um, concerning is probably the best word to use because you know that the Rays did everything and anything possible to curb this internally. For a team in professional sports to have to internally suspend a player 
for what the manager head coach is calling a bad teammate and has to publicly address it is so egregiously bad that whatever they're telling us is probably just not even the half of it. Mm. So that's something that you have to realize. For them to welcome the criticism and all of their dirty laundry that's happening behind the scenes, for them to do that and get ahead of it and say, this is like the, the last option. We have to hit that button to try to send this damn message because he like we are failing at, at having it connect. It must have been getting so bad that they had to resort to this option and send him away for two days just to get a breather um, is bad. So um, I, I want to say that like, I'm, I'm actually someone who believes it, you know, and I'm going to get back to a more positive outlook of this, but this suspension, when it came down, I was like, Oh crap. I'm like, this is so bad that a team did this. So looping back around the kids, what, 22 years old um, and just signed a, a mega contract. He's been, you know, one of a, a handful of select players who is back to back. Number one prospect. Um, He's basically a, a top five player right now in all of baseball. Yeah, I mean, the guy, the I mean, analytics. his yeah. crap has never stank ever, you know, and uh, that's, you know, a tough process to go through. I mean, some people handle it well, other people, you know, it takes time. I mean, I think about me at 22 making nothing <laughs> and I was a big old knucklehead. Um, so I can only imagine what having a lot of money coming down the chute is going to do. But he's not the first. And everybody telling you you're amazing, you're the best, the quote-unquote greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's yeah, exactly. But he's not the first superstar. And maybe like the two-game suspension's a little bit like over the top of like, oh, crap, this is probably pretty bad. I will say the Rays highly value leadership and accountability and all these things in their culture. So, if you know, if you mess with one of their foundational pillars, that's going to piss them off more than going 0 for 20 in the field, right? You bring bad culture, like that—that that is the worst thing you can do above whatever bad things are happening on the field. Um, but, yeah, you know, I'm not like – Long term, it will connect with him when I don't know. It obviously didn't connect with him right away because on Randy Rosarena soccer jersey night, he was the only guy not wearing it. Uh, you know, Randy Rosarena and Yandy Diaz allegedly had a fight in the parking lot last year. They're okay this year. They figured it out. Um, well, they're so, also not twenty-two. Correct, but but beef is beef. So. You know, so how did again, they? So how did they move on from? How does Wander and Randy just kind of like look? We don't have to love each other, but can we just be civil? Can you give me a high five when I hit a home run? Can you, you know, like how do you how do you fix that in the clubhouse? I mean, because I'm guessing, just like in any relationship, um, there are some people that are in the external, like a Josh Lowe, a Luke Rayleigh, a Shane McClanahan, right? There's going to be like, you know, not, not, I'm sorry to say this, but you know, Twilight team 
wolf team vampire? Don't know what you're talking about, but keep going. <laughs> is there not team Rosarena, team Franco? Like, is that not going to inevitably happen in the clubhouse? So how do you stop that? No, nah, I don't think that's, I don't think that that's how it's going. There's not like, I don't think there's like a, the, the, the what the uh, Romeo and Juliet, the, the Montagues and the cat. cat yeah, that's, that's a better it. one. Yeah. Right. Um, mostly, I think this is a wander inflicted thing. Right. I, I think that Wander has said some things, done some things that have really pissed people off, you know, and that goes from um, whatever non teeny, you know, as I said, like the Rosarena jersey thing that's doing something as small as like not being a part of the team and something that like that. It, but it also can correlate to the field when I've talked about this before, you know, when, um, uh, you know, Brandon Lau kind of tracked back on that ball and, and screwed it up in Boston. But like that, you know, those are the things that Wander does all the time where, you know, he made that tremendous grab, the one-handed grab in foul territory, right? I mean, like he pretty much stole that ball from Randy. Uh, how many times has Wander gone out for a fly ball in the outfield? Yeah. Siri and Randy are coming to make the play and he makes an over-the-shoulder crazy-ass catch. Yeah, And it's like, dude, it's not your ball. It's not your ball. So, you know, for these guys who have reached a major league level, um, that ticks you off. It's like, let me play. Like, let me do my job. So, um, and I did see at least him see the ball to Jose Siri in that situation uh, in Arizona early in the series, which, which maybe is uh, a glimpse of some progress there. Um, but Ultimately, my bigger concern is, and, and we mentioned this really briefly in the beginning of the year, who is the leader in this clubhouse? Yeah. You, you gave, you know, KK's not there anymore. He was the, he was the guy. Uh, you know, Brett, not there anymore. Can't be yeah, a pitcher. Brett, Brett a Phillips, pitcher. not there anymore. You know, B-Lau was injured and, um, you know. Evan Longoria year, was there. He would have, he would have put a kibosh on it. Yep. You know, so the guy that I look towards is like Manuel Margot, who's always been touted as a huge leader. That's why they gave him that contract, not only for the baseball stuff, but because of him, the individual. And they always talk about how he's kind of a, a rock for the uh, for, uh, for that clubhouse. Uh, so I think that um, you need the players to handle this. But if you think a guy like Josh Lowe or Luke Rayleigh, who's in their first real season yeah. in the bigs is going to step in, they're not, I mean, um, you know, Bethancourt might be able to have that kind of sway, but he's also just completing his first year with the club, considering he got traded, uh, you know, around this time last year. Um, is think Brandon about Lowe comfortable having those conversations. He, you know, I don't know. Uh, you would think so, but again, you know, he's right, you know, currently in Durham, you know, on rehab and he's trying to get back on the field. Again, it's tough to be a yeah. leader. And the language there. barrier too. Yeah. Every single day. Um, you know, let's go down, you know, Glass now is a leadership type figure, but 
you know, pitcher also has had a myriad of injuries and has been in and out of that clubhouse and again, for you two can't, years no, now. But, but again, you can't, I mean, you take the field every five days. You can't be the leader in the, in the clubhouse. It has that, to that be a position matter. player. That, that, it, I mean, that, I, mean I, I feel mean, like there is a difference between pitchers and position players. There's kind of, uh, of course there is a divergence between them. I mean, you, it, that, uh, a guy that's like, I'm posting 150, like, yeah. I mean, don't the bullpen guys all, all keep to themselves. They're kind of their own click. There's different clicks within the, there's different, I mean, yeah, there's I mean, choristers clicks, but again, this isn't about like in the end, no, go through, like talk about any team. Not ever, it's not like anybody's like best friends always. Uh, right. you know, I, I was listening to, to, to Rick Stroud earlier this week, actually. And, and, and he mentioned how, uh, Warren Sapp and Keyshawn Johnson, right. They hated each other, uh, but they won a Super Bowl together. They, they are able to perform and, in the clubhouse, it's just, look, I'm not hanging out with you. You don't hang out with me. But on the field, we do our jobs. Now, there it's a little bit differently because offense and defense, yeah. two different roles. But that's the key is that someone needs to sit down with Wander and Randy and be like, I don't care if you guys ever have dinner together. That's not what this is about. When you step on that field, you love each other. The minute you step off of it, go do your own thing. I don't like anybody who's ever played sports and you always – like love all of your teammates. You hung out with every one of your teammates equally. No, that's not how it is. You have you you have your clicks. When you get into a big group, you all hang together. You have some things that you do, and then on the field, you do the chants together. You celebrate together, and then you go your different ways. So that and that's and that's very common in professional sports. But again, recapping the Franco stuff. Yes, very concerning for it to reach that level. Like ultra concerning. Two, I don't think this is going to harm him moving forward unless he refuses to accept culpability, um, to which the team will have to take even more action, which will then hurt the Rays immensely, because I think we all agree the most, even though I had Yandy as my MVP, the most important player on this team is Wander Franco. Yeah. And that's for sure. When he goes in a slump, the team goes in a slump. When he's hitting, they're winning. It's just, he is, he is the North star and he, and he is a star, and it's it's got to be a tough balance to treat him like a star but also treat him like a young kid in this league for him to respect his elders and to respect his teammates and so on and so forth. Also, he's not the first guy to ever get, you know, it, maybe not the, the two-game suspension, but the, the first guy to ever internally have crap to deal with, right? Like, there have been plenty of young guys. I mean, Bryce Harper, right, like him and Jonathan Papelbon, I mean, everyone, yeah. no one really liked Papel Bond. But I, it, the fact of the matter is, like, you know, Bryce had some of his things early in his career. And, I mean, the dude is like, I mean, he mellowed out so much. Yeah. Like, so much. And so, like, it just, and we can keep going. But this isn't abnormal. It's just, it is concerning. So is this... Ulysses, uh, you got to enlighten us on the, I guess, report or talk from one Steve Carney. Is is that what he's referring to? The squabble between Randy and Wander? I didn't hear it um, live when it was happening. I read from other people that that apparently had heard it, and yeah, it was basically that the relationship between Randy and Wander is just completely non-existent anymore. And I wanted to bring it up on Monday's episode, uh, talking about his home run coming back and. Randy, you can guys, everybody that's that's listening, go watch that home run with Wander. It's on your app, your MLB app. Watch it when he crosses home plate. 
the camera pans out. Randy actually takes a step away from Wander so that he even creates more distance mm. to not to not even high five him. And Wander just keeps going. He just acts like, no, that's nothing to me. And it seemed odd to me. I was like, oh, should I, should I bring that up? Oh, and now that I hear that apparently Steve Carney is saying this, this stuff and, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. It- I don't think it's, you know, oh, I don't they- think it's. I don't it's think it's horrible. a secret that Wander and Rand- by the way, it's not a secret that Randy and Wander are at odds right now. That's not right. like a. Now, that's no, the, my, 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 my question is, yeah. why are they at odds? Is it because Randy is getting the spotlight from what happened in the World Baseball Classic and he has his own section? And is there kind of a, ba- a popularity contest battle like to high schoolers of, no, I should be getting more attention. I should no, get I'm Wanderland. You know, Wonderland uh, instead of Randyland. You know, yeah, I don't know. That that's uh, that stuff is speculatory. You know, yeah, it is. There it are is. the things like Mark Topkin wrote about it. He got some details actually, which was you know very impressive. Topkin also mentioned this three weeks ago. He was tipped off, and you know, obviously the organization felt a little comfortable enough to tell him to try to give a warning shot out there. So this is something that's dragged on for a little while before it was like, ee-ee. and so, he, there's just some maturity things that have to yeah. be sorted out. Okay, I know we have to move on to uh, baseball trivia name. That no, no, this is more important. Let, let's let's scrap yeah. it. Let's scrap it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. With, I mean, if if Wander and Randy's relationship are that soured. Is there any possibility that they can remain on the same team yeah. beyond 2023, 2024? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yandy and Randy had beef last year. Exactly. And they're fine right now. Just that, I mean, sometimes it takes time. And luckily, they're winning right now. So it's a story, but not that big of a story. Yeah. And if you win, winning heals all. Mm-hmm. So it's tough when you're winning and it's starting to go south. But eventually, something will have to give um and actually yeah, i mean Evan, we'll, did you ever see maybe maybe you're a little bit more privy to this did you ever see that video in that 20 to 1 toronto blue jays rays game that apparently there was uh, an altercation between randy and wander maybe not altercation maybe a verbal altercation or whatever between them two fans never got to see a video of that did were you able to see that uh no, not not either. No, okay. no, okay. no. But I mean, whatever the beef, you know, we can talk. We know there's a beef. Whatever the beef is, we, we know that the Wander thing is more layered than Randy and versus Wander. Like, if it's just a player to player beef, man, if you were suspending players for that, I mean, you'd have like every team would be doing this like crazy. Um, it, it's yeah. far beyond that. There's, there's, it's not just with Randy. It's in general how he treats his teammates. It's certain plays in the field, certain hustling things, his reaction to bad performances type things. You know, look, nobody in the, the dugout wants to be around someone who's flinging their stuff and possibly takes a, a helmet to the face. Yeah. So that's concerning, right? You know, the, like you, you, you have to stop doing that. You got to act like a professional in success and in failure. So yeah. there, there is, a whole layer of this. I don't want to make this purely Randy versus Wander, but considering Wander and Randy are two of your most important players, it 
it would behoove both of them to figure it out at some point figure it out now maybe that's not tomorrow you know two days of time off isn't going to fix everything but at some point there's got to be a kumbaya moment and it's got to be like let's drop it whatever it is for the betterment of the team and you know as a beatles fan i i need this lennon mccartney feud between randy and wander to just be dropped Sooner rather than later, because you don't want this bad vibe to just keep going. Like you're saying, it needs to be squashed. Hopefully, maybe the All-Star break is a good thing, you know? Get everybody away from each other. Get some breather and be like, oh, hey, we're the best team in baseball. Let's let's." Wander might be at the All-Star game. (laughs) So they might might still be in the same clubhouse. So we don't know. Uh, But look, at the end of the season, we'll address things at the end of the season. But with the Tampa Bay Rays, never count anything out. And as I said, I would never uh, count out the thought of trading Randy, not for this, but just in general. Uh, I, I don't think it's out of the question. I don't, it's way too early to discuss this, but the Rays do those types of moves. So even yeah. if this wasn't even in the atmosphere, right? Like b- the last time we talked was before we even found this out. And I said, don't, it's not 0%. They like to cash out from the table with their money in the pocket, right? So I'm just saying that, you know, for them, it might be, uh, it might be time considering Randy, we think, is going to post a career year to this point. Big picture. Will and does Wander have the ability to mature and become a good teammate, or is this a personality quirk defect of his? No, I mean, again, if you if you talk to me at 22 years old, you'd be like, man, this guy's got a personality defect. <laughs> it's just like and I gave you 200 million dollars. There's and I life you perspective, on you know. There's life perspective. There's so much he has to go through. I'm not worried about Wander long term, right? He's not in legal trouble. This is just personal stuff and sometimes whether it's in your job whoever's listening uh you know they're professional athletes the microscope's on them bigger that doesn't mean that all them just because you're a professional athlete you know how to act and do the things the right way right that's what the rays are doing they, they have to mold him he advanced through the system very quickly he's very talented and there aren't a lot of veterans to really rein him in because everybody on this team is sort of scrapping and clawing for their own uh, contracts and their own stats and all these things within the betterment of the team. But, you know, at the deadline, they might want to invest in some older type player who might not be the world's greatest player but someone who you think is going to impact the the locker room in a positive way you know similar to what they did bringing in nelson cruz now he was a very important bat at that time but don't think that it didn't help when they brought up wander being like nelson's really a good guy to have in the yeah. clubhouse too for the first half of his career hindsight 2020 we all knew that oh they're gonna neander and company and cash included said we're gonna bring a veteran that can that's a lefty that can smash the ball they used the veteran word. Maybe they knew that there was going to be an abyss, a, a, a void 
of veteran uh, leadership in that clubhouse and that these sorts of things could Dude. eventually happen. And they wanted Girl. to squash it. And then nobody came because of salary or whatever. They didn't want to come to the trop, whatever. It didn't happen, didn't matriculate. And now the thing that they might that that they could have been worried about is happening. They they and they have leaders, but the leadership trait to address something like this is way different than the normal leadership trait, right? Like, I think Zach Eflin's a tremendous leader, but he's also just joining the club. Like this is his first. He's through his first half of the year with them, so he can do some things, but he can't for this. For a situation like this, you need a dude who's been around a long time in that clubhouse and can really step foot and be like, look, get your crap together. You know, yeah. what? you two, you, hey, I'm calling you out. Now, this has probably happened, by the way, but whether there's a voice that wander truly is like, oh, crap, that's the next thing. And, um, you know, it, again, this this is not just a, a this year thing either. I mean, we can go back and joke, but like, you know, didn't, didn't wander park in uh in Neander spot in spring training. Oh, yeah. And they brought the car out of center field. Right. I mean, yep. and, and, and didn't, and didn't Nelson Cruz uh, was, was given the locker between Randy and wander in 2021. We all know that we all so know that, that. I mean, it, so there are like, again, it's like, uh, does, just wander truly i mean cash and neander they can only they can do so much right but like he, I think he needs that, some humble pie and self-awareness but he needs it from somebody who plays and who he respects and yeah. that's going to be the key because your manager and your your manager's boss i mean if you get brought it's like getting brought into the principal's office right you get reprimanded but you don't really like do you have that tight of a relationship with them when you see the principal, right, you see them around, you talk with them, so on and so forth. But, you know, you, you associate them in a different level versus your peers. And yeah. I yeah. think that, you know, you need like a leadership council. They'll figure it out. Um, and that's why I said in my memorable moments that Arizona game, because a moment like that was just something they needed because they, I mean, Eflin, Lowe, they all admitted it. We were in a funk. Like, We've been, we have not been ourselves and it not a coincidence that that awful day, that six, five loss against Kansas city kind of was the Kickstarter to a really crappy set of games where they just didn't look like they were having fun. Yeah. Uh, very good. I know we went long on this episode. I've got a scorching hot take and that is this. If Wander does not get himself situated over the next couple of years, if this is a personality defect or a quirk, not saying it is, but if he, for the rest of his career, he's a quote unquote bad teammate, the moment or around the moment that the Rays break ground on a new stadium, he'll be traded. Disagree. Okay. Hard disagree. You're telling me they're going to break ground. They're going to break ground on a new stadium, and they're going to do so, saying, "Hey, look at all this this new stadium, which 
I'm sure taxpayer money is going to go to, and we're going to get rid of the best player in baseball. If it once happening. they've received the funds to build the stadium, that's absolutely. If this not. episode, if this episode wasn't already forty minutes long, I would so go in a rant. That's but why I'm not going to. It's, that's it, why I put it in there right now. Yeah, because so. you know we have to go. Okay, fine. Be that. And, Let in it other, up in the comments. In other I, news, there's got to be somebody that agrees with me that the that the Rays are going to play news, out their hand. I walked outside today. It was so hot. I'm telling you, in a couple of years, the sun's going to explode. Yeah. You the heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Now hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't yet, yes, because yeah. we need your help to find more race fans in the YouTube world. All right. Wander, Evan, Wander have- would get released before he's going to get traded if it's <laughs> that bad. Like it just, it, you, once, it, the, once that building goes vertical. He's a good deal. He's a cheap deal. Oh, He's not. Stop it. Take yeah, us get out. Get him out. Nobody listen to him. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Please. Nobody. Zero. The umpire. One. Start the clock. Nobody listens yeah. to me anyway. It's Let's all go. good. <laughs> Personal life, work life, whatever. All right. <laughs> Evan, we appreciate it. As always, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you next week.